Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Car Sales 101. This is your host, one and only Tony Story. So anyways, real quick, let me do some house cleaning with you guys. Um, basically, you know how to find me on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E, on Instagram, at TNTDad2728. And then you can also find me on LinkedIn, Tony, in parentheses, Anthony, last name, Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. Okay? And also, if you like this uh, podcast, make sure you rate it, like it, give me five stars, whatever um, platform you're listening to me on. And then also leave a comment, share it with anybody, you know, in the car business business that, you know, can benefit from the information that I'm giving you. All right. So let me just tell you all real quick why I do this. And then I'm gonna go on to the episode and what it's going to be about. So basically the reason why I do, do, do this podcast, not for money, it's not for fame. It's not for anything. It's a passion project. I've seen the degradation in the car business and it's very frustrating. And just, just now I was upstairs eating lunch and I just see salespeople, you know, bitching about giving cars away and not making any gross and whatnot. Uh, that's a little bit due to the manufacturer pushing volume, 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 wanting to sell more cars and putting all these stair stepper bonuses out there, which is fine. But the other thing is it's due to the fact to poor training, uh, not hiring right, just a whole lot of things, but also you not as a salesperson, you know, taking that confidence and putting it back in you. And this is, I'm hoping this podcast does this for you. Uh, it brings a whole lot of light to situations. So the reason, I mean, it's just one of those things. I think we take the path of least resistance when we don't have to. You know, we negotiate this verbal offer when we don't have to because they don't even have it in writing. And we fall trapped to, you know, having to hit a quota and stuff like that. Not saying you shouldn't hit a quota, but there's a different way to do it sometimes. So anyways... Let's get into this episode of the podcast. Um, this podcast right here is one that's, I would say, more near and dear to my heart than anything um, because I deal with this as a manager day in, day out. But the one thing I know is is the name of this, op- name of this podcast, um, I don't know what I'm going to name it, but it's putting everything in the CRM. Make sure you as a salesman are putting everything you possibly can into the CRM. Um, what that means is if you, send a, if you make a phone call from your cell phone, Make sure you log that in the system. If you talk to the customer or you did something, make sure you put a note in the system that you've done that. Work everything out of the system. If you're allowed to work pencils, make sure you work those out of the system. Don't just send some generic pricing, you know? Make sure you put all that information in the system. So, all right, let's get, in, get into this. So um, everybody has some sort of CRM they work out, whether it be car research, e-leads, um, Reynolds and Reynolds, um, dealer socket, um, whatever it may be, I've worked with a few of these. If you have any questions on as to what you think the best one might be, I can give you my idea of what I think some of the better ones are. But with that being said, they all have an ability to be used. So what that means is they all have, most of them have a texting ability. Most of them have a phone call, you know, click call feature. Uh, most of them have automated emails. Most of them have ability to build templates, so on and so forth. So when I say use the CRM for everything, use the CRM for everything. So I'm going to just kind of go through this basically for you guys, okay? When you get a customer and you go to put them in the system, you always put their first name and last name, phone number. You always search for them. Once you search for them, every CRM that I've ever dealt with shows um, like customers, whether it be 100%, 50%, 25% or whatnot. Um, it always shows like customers. So if you have a customer that's 100%, make sure you click on it. Because what happens is if you create a duplicate in the system and you close out that customer and then the next day you sit there and you have a big sale email blast that goes out that you didn't know about, 
Well, that customer is going to get an email blast because you didn't click on that customer that was the same in the system. Therefore, bringing issues to the car sell and wanting customers to have to bring the vehicle back or renegotiate negotiate things when you made a $5,000 deal, now you have to make a, 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 a mini. So guys, make sure you're very aware of that. So when you get a customer and you put them in the system, make sure they match somebody else. Make sure you don't have four other customers in there. If you have to unlock that in order to get a manager review, a manager write-off, do that because you're not doing anything wrong sometimes. The thing is that when you have to do a manager review, the reason why they're unlocking it is so that they can um, have accountability within the system, okay? Once you do that, if the customer is there, put them on the showroom floor. If they're not there, you need to log you know, your phone call. So like if a customer calls in from out of town, um, five miles down the road, whatever it may be, I don't care where they call from, make sure you log that phone call. And the reason why you wanna do that is, is it protects you. It protects you later on as if you, if you were to get skated. So if you log that phone call in the system, and you say, hey, talk to the customer, Mr. Johnson. He said that um, he was looking at this stock number on the, on, on the phone. I'm going to give him a call back. So most CRMs, if not all CRMs, when you log that phone call, they allow you to do a follow-up phone call. So that allows you to manage you yourself as a business. So the thing is, is most CRMs, they don't have, well, I got this phone call. Now I'm going to put a follow-up in place. You can't, typically none of the CRMs allow you to do that as a management staff, as any kind of, hey, that it triggers throughout the system. So what you need to do is you need to put that follow-up phone call, whether it be a phone call, email, or whatnot. Now, every CRM that I've worked with have, has had an organizer, a daily and a monthly organizer. So it gives you as a salesperson what your tasks are, what your, what your duties are for that day. Hey, I need to call this guy. I need to send an email out on this guy. I need to uh, wish him a happy birthday. I need to wish him a vehicle anniversary. He's getting towards the end of his lease. I need to give him a call. So with that being said, like I said, put the customer in the system. Make sure you log the phone call. Make sure you log what, highlight the portions of the conversation, okay? Make sure you're doing that 100%, okay? Now that you've done that, whether they're on the showroom floor or whether you got a follow-up phone call, make sure you're annotating the customer properly. And what I mean by that is, is how did the source of this customer come into the dealership? So what I mean by that is, was the source by just location, like they just drove by and they saw us off the side of the road and they, and they decided to walk in our door? Or did they um, hear about us or see a particular vehicle on our website but didn't put an internet lead on? So just to give you all an idea, I can't remember what the percentage is. It's somewhere in the 90% range. I think it's like 92 or 93%, unless you're living under a rock. Every customer that you know has got or has been on some sort of website, whether it be cars.com, your actual website, a competitor's website, every customer has been on a website. So don't act like you don't know that there's that they have this crazy price out there at, at competitors websites so make sure you're very very wary of that so make sure you always like i said annotate right let's say they um saw a newspaper ad or they heard us on the radio the reason why you do that in particular um, is because it's where you spend your advertising dollars at because i've heard so many customers i've heard so many salespeople complain and even in management staff i've heard people complain about oh man we're running this stupid newspaper article again Oh man, I heard us on the. Ra I don't hear us on the radio as much. Well, if you're not annotating that you're getting the customer in on the radio, 
then they don't know where to spend their advertising dollars at. So it's one of those things. If you have that feature, that ability, make sure you put that into the system. The other thing is, is sometimes these calls come through a particular line, so they have the lines designated as to, as to where they're getting phone calls, okay? Um, or it might be an email blast. They just got one of the email blasts from us very randomly. So just make sure you're doing that, annotating what it is and uh, what, what the conversation is being held. Um, when you have that phone call conversation with a customer and you get all that in the system, make sure you, you get all the information you need. The reason why is because it protects you against everything. So if the customer told you you had to trade, you know, you can put that information in there. Now, when you get off the phone with them and you put all the information in the system, make sure you tell that customer. And I highly recommend this because of regulations changing with text messaging and phone calls is that you you tell the customer, I'm going to text, I'm going to send you a text message through our, our CRM, our database. Make sure you opt into that text message so I communicate with you. The reason why you do that 100% of the time is because if you as a salesperson is not there and all of a sudden the customer decides to come in that day and you're calling your buddy saying, hey, I need you to take care of this deal for me. They don't have to know, they don't, they don't have to guess where the conversation went. They don't have to guess, well, this is what's going on. They don't have to sit there and start from scratch. Because one thing is, is like I told y'all earlier, it's about the customer service experience. So when you don't give good customer service, that's when you don't make good money on the car deal. So with that being said, um, basically what you need to do is um, provide the uh, best customer service. So when you put the information in the system and another salesman picks up on that deal, they know where to pick up on. They know that the customer's already discussed price. They know that y'all already discussed trade-in. The customer said he's already test drove the vehicle, either there at your dealership or somewhere else, but you need to implement that they, they do drive the vehicle with you. But it doesn't make you seem like you're a complete idiot and a buffoon. Because I notice sometimes whenever there's no information in the system, it's like, well, I told John that, I, that, that that was the price. I told John that's what I wanted for my trade. I told John that, that that's what my payoff was. But none of it was annotated in the system. So how, 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 is, that, how, how is it the customer's fault for giving you the information but you not put it in the system and you having to start back at square one? And what it does is it creates bad CSI, so on and so forth. Okay, so highlight back to that. Make sure you, you text them out of the system and you tell them to opt into your text message, okay? The other thing you can do is, is you can send them an email too and just annotate who you are. And whenever you send them a text message, always send them your first and last name and um, um, basically um, either you can send them a business card or you can send them uh, your information. Sorry, guys. I'm out here recording in my truck and people are driving by. They must think I'm crazy talking <laughs> on my phone or talking in my truck. So anyways, um, cause I, I don't have, I won't have time to record this podcast tomorrow at the house. So I want to make sure I got this out to y'all. So anyways, back to what I was talking about, make sure you send them all the information. The other thing is I highly suggest you send them your address when you text them out of the CRM. The reason why they know where your location's at, they don't get you confused with the, the dealership down the street. Okay. So now that you've done those, those things, whenever the customer's called into you, you have all your information in the system. Customer comes into the dealership, put them on the showroom floor, okay? Make sure you put that customer on the showroom floor. That way they know that the customer came into the dealership. What it does is it allows for follow-up. So if you bring the customer in, even if they're for five minutes, 10 minutes, and you don't put them on the showroom floor, the dealership has no clue. And if you get busy and you forget to call this customer back, what happens is, is most dealerships either have a follow-up BDC that follows up with them or they pay an off-site third-party company or they pay the uh, DMS 
or the um, the CRM that they use to do follow-up phone calls. That way, like I said in the previous episodes, I can't remember what I what I talked about 100%, but sometimes a third voice coming in and talking besides the manager and you will give you the answers you need to put that car deal together, okay? So now that you've uh, come in, put them on the showroom floor, if you have a trade-in, use the CRM. Most CRMs that I've dealt with talk to the uh, trade tool that you use or you use your CRM's trade tool. So what that means, put that, that vehicle in there and, and it'll push over to there. Um, what I do is I like to put all the, all the stuff that I see wrong with the vehicle, sometimes if it allows me to do it. That way the used car manager knows to where to look and it highlights that area for him real quick. Um, and so when you do that, um, it puts that trade in the system and it makes it easier um, whenever a manager has to pull up a deal. Because if you put it in a separate system, even though you have the ability to, they have to take it, paste it, put it in another place. It just takes too much time, guys. So make sure you're being efficient with your time. Now that you've done that, take them out, take them for a test drive, whatever you got to do. Put the stock number of the vehicle they want to buy in the CRM. Every salesperson should have access to do that. Make sure you put that in there. Um, and, and if you have a, another vehicle, if it allows you to put another vehicle and make sure you put that in too, if you're not allowed to check out more keys than, than one and, and it allows you to do certain things. Um, and so let me see, where am I going with this? Put the vehicles in there, put the trade in there. Cause when you go to the desk, the manager is going to ask you what vehicle you want. And if it's in the system, all they got to do is just pull it up and make it easy, make it easy on you. And so what I tend to do, and also make sure you put your payoff in there, make sure you put your miles correct, make sure you do everything correct. Address, phone number, email address. And the reason why I say the things on the email addresses is I used to work for Ford and what Ford does is they use their system, eLeads or, or um, Ford Direct, or what is it called, um, eLeads One or whatever. Um, Oh man, E leads one or whatever it is. The system that they use for directs allows them to tap into that. And you used to be able to see if they qualified for other rebates, a 750 private offer, a 500 private offer. And, and what you could do is it sometimes allows you to hold gross. So if the managers, you know, if you got, you know, a $2,000 deal and then all of a sudden he's holding a $750 private offer, it allows you to put more gross into the deal. Um, so that's the reason why you always want to put all the information in the system. I'll probably do another episode on how to collect different information, um, like the email address, so on and so forth. But what it does is it makes you more successful, makes you seem like you're very professional. And with the email address, if they don't purchase from you, they can purchase later on whenever you send them uh, an email blast or, or you know, you send them, hey, we're getting a 1.9% financing, whatever it may be, it keeps them in the system along with the phone. Um, and just those, those key little things help you do follow up later on. Okay. Now the customer hasn't purchased from you. Um, I typically have never seen a salesperson do this. The customer leaves, you don't do anything. They're just gone. You need to do an unsold follow up. And what that means is you need to put a phone call in the system for the next day or the day after or whatever it may be. Like I told you in a previous podcast, um, just make sure you follow up with that customer. Hey, what's going on now? What most salespeople do is they finish that one task and they complete that one task. They do, they don't do a follow-up task after that, after that. And what you need to do is you really need to do that. Put a follow-up task after that. You can put a phone call and at that, 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 that next task, when it comes due, you can send an email out or a text message. Hey, are you, are you, are you still in the market for a vehicle? You know, whatever it may be, it allows you to manage yourself and your time wisely. Okay. So now that you've got the vehicle in there, the trade-in in there, um, man, there's a lot more features you could do whenever you're sitting there working your deals. Um, sorry if I've got any background noise. I'm just trying to uh, fix my jacket. It's starting to bother my neck a little bit. But with this, 
let me think. Let me think through what I'm trying to say right now. Um, with you putting all this information in the system, it just makes everything easier for you. Um, so the other thing it helps you out with is if you put an appointment in the system, you have all the customer information in there, and then all of a sudden your customer shows up and gets amnesia. And we all know that we all know this happens. Customer gets amnesia, doesn't ask for you. And for some odd reason, the salesperson that upped them uh, sits there and goes, oh, yeah, he's at lunch. He won't be back and works the whole entire deal. And you get skated because it legitimately happens in the car business. And me as a manager, if I see a legitimate skate like that, I take you off the deal completely, the customer, that the, the salesperson that worked the deal, and I give it to the person that set the appointment. I don't even care if they said they didn't ask for them. If you have that, you've, you've done a trifecta port. Uh, trifecta at it, you've sent them a text message, you've made a phone call, and you sent them an email. And all of those were communicated and relayed back to you. At that point in time, I see it as an official skate, okay? So make sure you're putting all that information in the system. It protects you later on down the road. So if you have to argue with your management staff about, hey, I got skated, you know, I didn't do this or whatnot, um, it, it, it protects you, okay? So that's another key reason why to put um, sales or put all your or put everything in the in the in the CRM. The other thing is, um, is it also helps you detect or remember what you said, okay? So, you know, sometimes you deal with five, 10 customers at a time, or you haven't talked to that customer for a month or two months. What you, with you putting all that information in the system, it's those little notes. Hey, I talked to this customer. I said I'd do another 500 if he comes in in 72 hours. Hey, I talked to this customer. said I'd give him another 500 for the trade. So if the customer comes in and all of a sudden you're presenting the pencil and it was the original pencil that you said, he goes, no, nah, man, you told me you'd give another 500 for the trade. You look back and you say, hey, I did say that. Let me go double check with my manager. But it doesn't make you look stupid or ignorant. It makes you look like you knew what you were doing. Say, hey, man, I just didn't catch that note. I did promise you that. Let me go back and talk to my manager. And what it does is it shows you you're a professional of your business. You're a professional of your craft. I notice nowadays people get into the car business just to kill time in between jobs. That's not what car sales was meant for. Car sales was meant for the professionals that wanted to be a career salesman, okay? Who wanted to move up, who wanted to make six figures a year. So if you're not doing these, these tasks to uh, portray that kind of uh, uh, experience or portray that kind of um, ambiance to yourself, then you're not going to make the six figures that you should be making in the car business. But like I said, it keeps all that information in there for you. So, and the other thing is, is if you know, you put the information in the system, hey, the customer was riding me for a free bedliner. And then all of a sudden the customer comes in and says, will you offer me a free bedliner? Be like, I didn't offer you a free bedliner. I said, we talk about it when you got here. I never promised you anything that, but now that you want $750 more for your trade, I've hit the bottom of the barrel. I can't give you a free bedliner guys or free bedliner. And so what that means is what that does, like I said, it helps you with whether the customer lies to you or whether you forgot something. Two, three months, hell, I don't, I don't even remember who I talked to two months ago. I mean, I can be rejogged a little bit, but once I look in the CRM, I can kind of pick up some things and figure out where I left off or you know where the last offer was or whatnot. And, and, and it helps me. It helps me refresh my memory. It helps me be um, uh, more apt to what's going on. So... Um, I think that's all. I think that this one, I hope this is all I got. Cause I, I feel like there's a lot more I'm missing out on. Um, but you know, guys put everything in the CRM and the reason, the, the, the main reasons why you do this is to protect you as a salesperson. So you don't get skated. Uh, another reason is, is because it helps you remember your follow-up, um, or help you, helps you remember what you said. 
It helps you find follow-up. Um, it helps you not duplicate certain customers in the system. So if you duplicate somebody, and like I said, they get that email blast, you know, two days later after you sold them the car and you made five grand off the front end, it protects you. Use the CRM as a tool, guys. Don't use the CRM as, oh, man, they're trying to micromanage me because that's what I hear too much in the car business. I hear all these salespeople talk about, oh, the CRM's here to micromanage me. And let me just give you all a key insight to, to why an owner of a dealership has a CRM. Uh, and this will probably be my last little rant. So that y'all truly understand why dealerships and owners have CRMs and they beg you to use the CRM. They, they, they force you to use the CRM because it helps them protect their investments. It also helps them know where to advertise uh, money-wise. Um, but the main reason why is, man, I had it. Let me think, let me think. follow-up man I just I had it in the back of my head um, but basically it just helps them conduct business smartly so with that what what happens is is you think you're getting micromanaged but think about this if you were to spend this is the reason why it's and it's not the man it's not the owners at this point but here's the thing if I, you as a salesperson have no overhead. You have no overhead expenses. You don't have to pay for the building. You don't have to pay for the lights. You don't have to pay for the electricity. You have to pay for nothing. If an owner said, hey, look, I'm going to let you use this CRM, but the CRM cost us you know, $3,000 a month, $3,000 a month to operate. We're going to split that between you 10 salesmen. So I'm going to charge you each $300. What would you do? Would you use the CRM a little bit better? I bet you you would, but since you pay nothing for the CRM, you see no value in it. What I'm trying to teach you is I'm trying to teach you there's value in the CRM. There's value in to help you conduct your business. That's what an owner does. He provides you with everything you need, every tool. You don't have to invest in these vehicles, do you? You don't have to buy 10 Tundras or 10 uh, Silverados. The owner does that. So guys, um, I'm running out of time here. I just wanted to uh, finish this up real quickly. Y'all know where to find me on Facebook, Tony uh, Story, S-T-O-R-E, Instagram, at TNT Dad, and then on LinkedIn. Um, make sure you like and share this, whatever you need to do. And the very last thing I'm going to do, like Sid, Cle Sid Clevenger says, make sure you use this mentality every time you do anything. We all win when we all win. All right, guys. Peace. Peace.